This one pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic, Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. And that's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. But yeah, she played one of uh, Bartlett's daughters in The West Wing. West Wing? I didn't see much of The West Wing. Oh, that's my favorite show. Yep. I watched a little bit of it. That was, um, what was that writer who did, uh, Aaron Sorkin? Mm hmm. Aaron Sorkin did The West Wing, right? Yes. yes. Did you see Molly's Game? Molly's Game? I don't that's think his, I saw uh, Molly's recent, Game. He directed that, right? Yeah, I believe it was his directorial debut. He wrote and directed it. Mm hmm. Did you see it? Yes. It is it up for best picture? It might. It, no, it's not up for best picture. So it should the, be. How's the directing? Like, uh, is he cribbing from anyone who's directed him his own stuff previously? Uh, it. It's a little bit Fincher. Mm. Like that makes sense. It's not Rob Reiner at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's sort of fast paced. Uh, his cuts and stuff. It's like how when Charlie Kaufman started directing, his stuff was very, like, uh, Mikel Gondry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just same circles, you know, tend to, uh, you know, make the same moves. But it, it is a goddamn masterpiece, Molly's Game. It should be up What's for the picture. Uh, it's about Molly Bloom, who was at one point an Olympic skier, mm-hmm. uh, and she got hurt, and she wound up running one of the most infamous backroom Hollywood poker games out there. And then she moved to New York, lost that game, moved to New York, and started running a game that implicated her with some mafia people, and that's sort of the impetus of the action for the movie. Makes sense that Aaron Sorkin would be into, like, poker. Oh, it's the Aaron Sorkin. It's it's poker, it's therapy, it's Mm -hmm. dads, it's sports, it's... It's all of Aaron Sorkin's favorite things. I actually, uh, I did hear a little bit about this movie. Uh, somebody was talking about it at work. Didn't uh, Michael Sarah sort of, in his weird way, play Tobey Maguire in that movie? So Michael Sarah plays, quote-unquote, Player X, uh-huh. who's the Hollywood star who winds, winds up shutting down her game in Los Angeles. Yeah. And the theory, prevailing theory, is that that is to- Tobey Maguire. That's fascinating. Yeah, because yeah. Tobey Maguire plays a lot of poker. Right? Yeah. And is apparently a little bit of a dick. I've you know actually he's... seen him on a poker show before. Oh, yeah. Mike, they weren't was really he real into it. He, no, he was just sitting Did he there. Have, like, all... Oakleys. He was. Uh, yeah, I think he had some sunglasses on. He was sitting there, all poker faced, and they were just like, uh, "Okay, it's Toby Maguire's turn to go now," you know. And it was just like they weren't really addressing it, but they just kept saying Toby Maguire over again. Poker face. I get it. The whole time <laughs> I was, <laughs> the whole time I was watching Molly's game, I was wondering who Player X was, and I was. Sort of assuming it was Ben Affleck, uh-huh. and then it was—it almost disappointed me when I went and looked it up, and people said, "Oh, it's Tobey Maguire." I said, yeah. that's disappointing. Tobey Maguire always disappointing. Michael Sarah plays him. Right? Yeah, speaking of Ben Affleck versus Tobey Maguire, I think we've actually already covered this in the show, but isn't Tobey Maguire rumored to be like the new Batman? No, no, I think that was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, 
Ah, uh, you see why I get the two confused there, right? Oh, yeah, because they're brothers, aren't they? Tobey Maguire is the old Spider-Man. <laughs> they just, like, they're like the Sheens. Like, they both, you know, <laughs> have different last names, but really they're brothers. And, uh, you know who else is kind of in that same ballpark as those two is, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Ferris Bueller. Matthew Broderick. Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick is another one of those, like, weird, like, old young boy kind of actors. Yeah, yeah, they're all, they're like the Sheens. They're all the, the they're they, all, they're all actually the Brodericks, but, uh-huh. you know, one of them changed his last name to McGuire, the other one changed his last name to Gyllenhaal. It was a huge loss when, uh, like, Michael J. Fox Maggie's, retired from Maggie. acting from that. Like, who are the other, like, boyish looking... Uh, actors out there. Jason Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman. He really is. He was the other Teen Wolf. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. No um, shade against Ben Affleck or Tobey Maguire, but I, I think of that Troika, Broderick is the most talented. He's got all the Broadway credit. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. I love Election. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Election, great, great movie. I haven't seen it since our election. I wonder how that affects things. <laughs> it can't be good. No, any well, fictional like, depiction of election can ju- can only make you depressed about this election. Already, the last couple times I've seen election, I suddenly realized that like Tracy Fleck is like much more sympathetic than I like previously gave her credit for. You uh-huh. know, like she's annoying and whatever, but that's like literally her only like, and she's like overly ambitious. But like, oh, overly ambitious. Yeah, you can't have overly ambitious women. You know, like just expect to get run. Oh God, we'd, we'd kill for that. Some some like leftover uh, bitterness from the uh, primary, maybe. But, like, <laughs> so, uh, well, bring this back around. We were talking about uh, Annabeth Gish being on. Well, the have West we even Wing. introed this? <laughs> no, we will. Oh, okay. We were talking about Annabeth Gish being on the West Wing, and I was going to say that I have been watching Annabeth Gish over the past week on the new X Files. Oh yeah, how's because, she on that? Uh, she's good. She's good. I actually like. Um, I, uh, I was surprised to actually see her name on the X-Files during, like, you know, way, way back uh, in the beginning of Mystic Pizza Minute. I was like, oh, shit, Annabeth Gish is on the X-Files. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, I'd previously seen her on there before because she was, uh, you know, for any X-Files fans out there, uh, she was Agent Doggett's uh, partner in yeah. the original series. Mm-hmm. And then they brought her back for the last uh, season, uh-huh. which was before Mystic Pizza Minute, but now I'm watching her again in... Uh, this new season, which is, you know, during Mystic Pizza Minute. And I'm just like, I'm just seeing Annabeth Gish's face. Uh, Annabeth Gish's face all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I, I, how is that show, though? Uh, the new X-Files is crap. Oh, no, really? I'm I heard some good sorry, things. sorry, it's crap. But oh. it's, uh, it's hilarious crap. It is making me laugh, like, out loud. But not, like, with it, at, but at it? With it, Yes. Which is to its credit, but uh, it has turned into a cartoon, and they've basically said on the show itself that like it's done. Like this is ridiculous. Speaking of things that are affected by like our recent election, the world of X Files, like, and the world that we currently exist in, seem uh-huh. a little oil and water like. Yeah, yeah, they 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 bring that up. Remember in the uh, the second X Files movie. Uh-huh. When um, they were going no. back into <laughs> you and me, Holford, we watched the second X Files movie. Positive that happened. Is that it the X Files? I want to believe. Yeah, it took place like in the snow, and uh, Boulder and Scully were like married in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which and was there was that priest who lived in that. Like, Although sensible, I mean, he lived yeah. in like a pedophile compound. Uh huh. <laughs> which is weird, but yeah, I barely uh, remember this movie. It's on brand for priests of the there time. There was a scene in that movie where the Mulder and Scully were going back to uh, the FBI building for the first time, uh-huh. and uh, 
on the door outside of their office was a picture of George W. Bush, uh-huh. and they both looked at each other, and then the X-Files theme played. <laughs> I remember that. Like, over the scene. But, but really, uh, they how- do a little bit of that in the season with, like, Trump and all that. How many shows that come back after an extended period of time are any good? Uh, yeah, I'd say Twin none. Peaks was awful. I, I, I will yeah, say... Well, I, I heard amazing things about the Oh, movie. I heard terrible things. I, have, I never saw original Twin Peaks or this Twin Peaks, I heard, but a little I heard bit bad of things about this. I, uh, I, I haven't I gotten a chance it. to watch the new one because I was actually a huge fan of the original one, but oh, nice. I never expected there, there to be more of it, and mm-hmm. so the second season of, of Twin Peaks is a significant step down from the first one. Yeah. So, like, just to give you an example, when I would recommend Twin Peaks to people, I would say... Watch the first season, and then as much of the second season as you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a point in that where, like, a guy jumped out of a big chess piece. And <laughs> I was like, okay, done with Twin Peaks. Yeah, but apparently, uh, like, I, I'm gonna, I am gonna, don't want to just watch the second season, because that doesn't seem like a good way of doing it either. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I'm going to sit down and watch Twin Peaks Season 1, Season 2, Firewalk With Me. And yeah. then the new season. And then the new uh, the new Star Trek is awful. They're talking about bringing back The Office, which will be awful. Oh, I haven't... Yeah, I haven't seen the new Star Trek. I was talking about The Office earlier today. And, I've heard uh, mixed things. In it I'm going to be really disappointed if The Office comes back and Pam and Jim are still together. Ugh. <laughs> like, right, uh, because, like, Brian the Sound Guy almost broke that whole thing up in Season 9. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I actually didn't really... Wa- I don't think I ever finished The Office, but it was because... This is the Mystic Pizza Minute! <laughs> this is a podcast in which we talk about the 1988 Julia Roberts vehicle, Mystic Pizza, one minute at a time, having never seen it before. I'm David Holford. I'm John Windsor. And with us today, we have... Jeff Martin, Tangent Extraordinaire. And well, welcome back. let me tell you all that if The Office ever comes back and Pam and Jim are still together, that's just bad storytelling right there. Uh, okay, agreed. <laughs> just, just to quickly close the loop on the Star Trek thing, if you want to watch a new Star Trek show and have it be good, watch The Orville. I, uh, I, um, maybe. I hear I, that is the better one. It's I, uh, it's Star Trek I The Next Generation. The you can just be out of the Star Trek yeah. game in general. It, the Orville is like Star Trek The Next Generation, but like 23% funnier. I uh, like that first reboot movie. Uh, and then I didn't like the second one, which nobody seemed to have liked. But then people seemed to like the third one. But I also thought it. the third one was pretty much just as bad as the second one. Wait, what are we talking about now? The J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, the Abrams Sorry, only tangentially related. Right. Yeah. I like the first two. The third one, I watched it a second time, and I guess I appreciated it more, but it was still crap. Speaking, <laughs> like, sorry. Of, speaking of spinoffs and, and revisits and stuff, you, you said off-air that you guys were considering a sequel podcast? Oh, yeah, so maybe we can uh, run that by you, because like, we were just having a discussion about this earlier today, and uh, me and Windsor... Windsor's a little skeptical of my genius idea for like a, a follow-up to this. So Ske- Skeptical, yet still uh, totally on board. Okay. <laughs> Although I did suggest we not do it at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, the premise here is, since there's no sequel to Mystic Pizza, usually these uh, movies by minute podcasts, what they do is, you know, they go through the whole series or what, whatever. I guess you could also choose a director. Uh-huh. You know, I think some people are doing that. Um, but uh, ours, there's a couple different routes that you could logically follow out of, out of it. You know, because there's uh, Julia Roberts, because this is like her first major film role, so you we could become a Julia Roberts thing, uh-huh. or we could become like a Donald Petrie thing, and that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> um, sure it does. Um, or uh, he made here's my, life my idea, though. 
Uh, and a couple other ideas that we had I'll throw in there. Uh, we, we were thinking for a while about doing... Um, uh, castaway, but cast, backwards. Castaway minute, but backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we would go from castaway backwards... Which, you know, would be a real funny prank that we were playing on ourselves. Yeah, but like, start at the end credits and mm-hmm. just have to read through those for, like, four episodes. Yeah. Um, but here's the idea that I want to do. Um, it's called Mystic Pizza 2 Minute. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be saying there is no Mystic Pizza 2, and you'd be correct, but we would like to write one. So, a minute at a time, every episode, we will write a page of this screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Windsor was saying that logistically he didn't think that would work because it would be hard to like plan out where we were going. But I think we just build that into the structure of the show. Right. Like you know, um, so this Blu-ray that we're watching of Mystic Pizza is divided up into seventeen chapters, which uh, you know, like are roughly between like eight and ten minutes a piece, basically. So I would say that every like maybe we decide on a number, but like eight to ten episodes, we would have an episode where we planned out what we were basically going to do for the next eight to ten episodes and then right. each episode following that would be us writing out a minute of it and it would be you know it would take place today whereas Mystic Pizza takes place in 1988 this would take place in 2018 right so and, uh, the next the generation of people would be like yeah they would be like the children of uh, the three relationships or mm. so whichever in, in ones in theory Leona's dead Lily Taylor's running Mystic Pizza. Let's say there might, there might be one Leona scene, like she's in a retirement home or something. I'm pretty sure Conchata Farrell uh, looks exactly the same as she does now than she did in Mystic Pizza. Now, Winter, so, why, why do you think this idea doesn't for, work? For Conchata Farrell's sake, let's say Leona's still alive. And um, I'm, uh, I came around to it a little bit. I really just had my doubts because, uh, I don't know, it's going, like, it's going to be hard to write a movie minute by minute because a lot of those minutes are going like a lot of the minutes in Mystic Pizza are just going to be like dead air they're going to be well you know not exactly packed with much so I think uh, like our brains are going to want to write a full story every episode and we're going to have to stop them from doing that well no I think I think it'll be like how we do it now like we talk about what's in the minute even though we haven't done that yet this episode I should note uh, um <laughs> and then we talk about whatever Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm still kind of deciding what the guest situation on it would be. Like right now, I'm thinking that it would probably just be the two of us with with occasional check ins from guests to kind of run them through what we're thinking. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll do a whole bunch of brainstorming on it uh, pretty soon. But uh, you said before that there is no Mystic Pizza Two. There is a Mystic Pizza Two, and they <laughs> well, form, there's no movie in the form Pizza of Day. a second location restaurant. Yeah, which Windsor, Windsor really wants to build that around that. I'm not. So, yeah, I'm thinking that if, not we, so if we write on that. if we write a sequel to Mystic Pizza, then it should take place in the second location restaurant, Mystic Pizza Two. If you wanted to write a, which is in Stonington and not Mystic. If you wanted to write a well, that sequel, fucks it up right off the bat. No, it Stonington Pizza. If you wanted to write a sequel to Mystic Pizza that was like you said a couple episodes ago. All the side action that's going on in Mystic Pizza, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that would be terrific. I'd listen to the hell out of that. Yeah. Uh, I would listen to this podcast that you're talking about, though I might recommend that you do it a scene at a time instead of a minute at a time. Yeah, that's what I kind of suggested it's, at first. Like, maybe less of a minute-by-minute minute, uh, podcast and more of just a let's pull this story together podcast. I mean, it doesn't you know? have to be chapter-by-chapter. Like chapter, you can grab but... from different <coughs> scenes and link them together. It doesn't exactly have to be beat-by-beat. Beat. It can be, um, you know, let's, yeah, let's make this link up with this. And, and we could, 
guess that's sort of... I mean, we do have Minute in our name is the problem. But yeah, we if we are going to do it, then we will do it that way. Is the thing. We but, will do it minute by minute. We won't do it as I, I think we have to do it. I mean, I think it'll still work out that way. We'll, we'll come up with scenes, and then mm-hmm. we'll be like, now do we think that the scene is going to spill over in the next minute? Yeah. All right, so let's call it here, you know? Otherwise, that would take us out of the game, you know? Because, like, we're on, we're on like, a, a permanent yeah. list. You know? Okay, so, so to get to you, what you were saying, uh, I think what I can take away from it is maybe doing it by chapter is a bad idea, and we should just plan out every scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. eight minutes at a time is bad, but if, may, if maybe you write a scene, like, w- behind the scenes of the podcast... You record this two minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you re- if you wrote a scene at a time and then recorded, you know, a couple episodes oh, per yeah. scene, break that up into minutes. That could work. Just oh, so you're not writing, writing yeah. one minute at a time. You're writing a scene at a time. Then you're breaking that scene up into you and know, especially three if it's mostly podcasts. just Windsor and me, then we don't have to worry too much about like other people's schedules. So we can just kind of we can just kind of sit behind the mic as long as we want to. Yeah. Yeah, and if you had people yeah, exactly. come in uh, to do line readings, that would be terrific. Oh, yeah, that would definitely be yeah. the Line readings would be good. Maybe yeah. we would just have guests on if we need, like, a third voice in a script. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we need somebody to play uh, Bill's son. And I would Bill's like to have a live reading of it at the end, actually. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, to, and to wrap this whole conversation up, the, the, the Castaway podcast yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we'll just that's just like maybe I, we'll just also do that. Yeah, I can't, the problem with that one is I can't imagine listening to that one. Yeah, well, but then again, we were also thinking of. Uh, did you mention the Zardoz minute? Oh yeah, I mean, okay, if we wanted to do one where I seriously like to do it a little more straight faced, uh-huh. like our whole premise is that like our premise is like the least important part of our show, uh-huh. you know. Um, but if we wanted to do one where we we're just talking about a movie that like would be interesting to talk about. Zardoz. Zardoz. Yeah. Yeah, with Sean Connery in his underwear the whole yeah. time. Yeah, but Windsor, you were saying that we would have to drop acid for every episode. <laughs> I was saying off the mic that we would have to drop acid every episode. But yeah, I I'm don't think totally that would not saying me. that on the air. Mm-hmm. That would add a certain something to the podcast. <laughs> you can totally keep that in, Steve. <laughs> What happened in this minute, guys? What happened in this minute, guys? Which minute is this? 68? This 67. Is, uh, welcome to Mystic Pizza Minute. This is minute 68 of Mystic it Pizza. It is 68. We're, uh, oh. we're, like, uh, we're like 45 minutes into this there, episode already. no minute zero. That's so. true. Good point. Mm. Good point, Paul. Um, anyway, so uh, I guess uh, what happens in this minute, Windsor? Uh, okay, so um, it's after the uh, Lily Taylor speech in Mystic Pizza. That was completely last minute. So this minute starts on a shot of some swans in the harbor. It's daytime in Mystic. Uh, some beautiful swans are out there chilling. And then it kind of pans back to a dock, and Cat and little Phoebe are on this dock. So Cat is babysitting Phoebe. Phoebe's, like, uh, got a stick in the water. I think it's, like, a children's fishing rod, possibly. Yeah, one that she, like, made herself, though, just out of a string. Was it? I wasn't sure. I thought it might have been, like, a Fisher-Price kind of thing. And Cat is reading a book, so she's babysitting Phoebe in the daytime. I was trying to see if we could get a look at that book. It... I the only thing I spotted about the book was that it was orange, mm-hmm. which was the color of that architecture book that she had been reading much oh, earlier. Yeah, that makes oh sense. yeah, like early Mystic Houses or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Could uh, be that. Yeah. So then what? Uh, you see that Tim is uh, getting home, getting home from work. So is this his dock? Yeah, this is probably his dock. Okay. I would say because he does live on the water. So maybe after this next job he does, he'll get a boat to put on that dock. Yeah. So uh, he's like, uh, "Hey, what's up, guys? You know, he's coming home." And um, Phoebe's real excited to see him. She's like, you know, Daddy's home, and uh, 
I don't know who says it, but somebody says uh, she's real. Uh, oh no, Cat says Cat uh, says says to Tim that Phoebe is excited to see her mom coming home soon. Mm-hmm. And Tim is like, yeah, that'll happen uh, pretty soon. You know, a couple weeks. And uh, then they start talking about Mrs. Farley, who called earlier in the movie. Yeah, she's uh, Tim's client. Well, yeah, one of Tim's clients, at least. I think he, uh, she's the primary client. She's, she's the, client. the person the... for whom he's rehabbing the Elias Montrose house, perhaps? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. The, so the one, Mrs. The Farley called Rick. him, apparently, uh, four times today. And he says it's going good. And, I, yeah, I was wondering if, he's, if he put in that glass brick for her yet. Because <laughs> earlier she had a problem... Uh, I have to imagine he talked her out of that. Yeah, because there's like a, there's like a mystic standard, you know, like no glass brick. Like, I mean, plus glass brick is just so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you? Unless you're building like a sauna or like a hot tub room, uh, you don't really want glass brick in your house at all. I mean, I, I would maybe take some glass brick, but I, but then again, I have like weird stuff in my home. That'll be like uh, that'll become one of the mysteries uh, so far in this movie. Will Mrs. Farley? put in glass brick or will Tim put in glass brick for Mrs. Farley there's glass I imagine we're going to find out there's glass brick in uh, my mom's in my mom's office mm-hmm. um, and it's nice because it is on floor level yeah. on City Avenue uh-huh. at 54th Street I and my mother work at St. Joe's University yeah um, and there's a ton of traffic and it's really noisy and it's awful but you want to get at least a little bit of natural light into the building, so that is accomplished through glass brick that is, you know... Glass um, brick, yeah. Yeah. I guess it won't, um... You can't it, exactly see through it, right? It just lets light through? Yeah, it just lets light through. It's it, it's uh, very opaque. Mm. And it won't cast, like, any shadows or anything, too, either, because, like, the light goes all over the place. Right, it just scatters light. I mean, it's it like, would it be great in Mystic. Light. There's not a ton of... Big streets with, you know, there's no four-lane highways in Mystic that I can tell. Yeah, yeah and he was saying earlier uh, over a phone conversation with Mrs. Farley that um, that it's not like a... I forget what uh, word he used, but it's not like a Mystic... It's not like a part of the Mystic standard to build houses in Mystic or refurbish houses in Mystic with things like glass brick. Like, you have to keep it traditional. All right, well, we've talked a lot about glass brick for glass brick having not appeared in this minute. Uh-huh. That's what we do on the show. <laughs> What uh, so, you got? Uh, well, I just wanted to keep keep this moving. Uh, so, so uh, then uh, Jojo, oh, I mean, Cat asks. Uh, so, what do you like? Mm-hmm. And, and Tim is like, who? Oh, you mean Nikki? Uh, so Nikki Travers is apparently the name of the wife, unless maybe she kept her own name. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, oh, my notes are all out of order. Uh, and then what did he? Did he say what she was like? He said we met freshman year. That's not really. No, we we met at school. Question. Uh, Yale freshman year. Did she like not? Because uh, she asks like, where did you meet? Did she ask that? Yeah. He. She says, what's she like? Who? Mrs. Travers. Nikki. Yeah. Where did you meet? Oh, and we missed one little thing, which I only caught on the very last viewing of this minute, which is uh, Tim hands her a check. Like, uh, in the middle of this conversation. Okay. Yeah, the payment for babysitting, yeah, I he, assume. Like, uh, yeah. so, you know, nice little attention to detail there. He has this, like, kind of yeah. I think he's paid her uh, a couple times during the, the course of this. He's just always paying cat. Well, it makes sense, because, like, 
Otherwise, you don't really need to have the babysitter and the parent there at the same time, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's so, a good piece of actory business. Yeah, it kind of separates her from. Well, they downplay uh, it, you know. It kind of separates her from you know the idea of she's like a permanent uh, babysitter if he pays her every time that he sees her. Uh huh. Because uh, who's to say like the mom won't come home tomorrow and you no longer need cat? Yeah. You know, so it's not like I'm gonna pay you next week. It's like I'm gonna pay you every time. Because I just might not need you anymore. I wrote down, and this this may be a function of watching this one minute at a time and reading too much in every minute, but uh, mm-hmm. Phoebe is fishing at mm-hmm. the beginning of the scene, and Kat is fishing for mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Mrs. Travers. Very nice. Wants to know, when is she coming home? What's she like? Do you hate her? Can I sleep with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Phoebe is standing on the edge of the water, whereas Cat uh, <laughs> is standing on the edge of the icy waters... Of her own love life, uh, love life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Let's let's get some more metaphors. And t- here. Tim is in the uncharted waters of perhaps sleeping with an underage girl. <laughs> oh yeah, well, ah, you think he would let that happen? Like if the you know is would he put a stop to this if it progressed too far? I think that he would, but I also think that it's constantly going through his head whether he will or not. I have a feeling we're going to find out kind of, uh, the end of the movie. I think that's kind of like Tim's plight during this movie. You know, he's got this babysitter that he has like a super crush on, mm-hmm. and he's just constantly thinking about boning her. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case at all, though. I feel like like we definitely get the impression that she has feelings towards him. Mm-hmm. His stuff could be fairly innocently interpreted. Yeah, but... He, let's, uh, Although he let's, has let's to be aware that she likes him, because she's, like, so fucking obvious about it. Yeah. I feel like, like he's, he's... He's never saying no to these things. He gave her, like, a glass of wine. His wife is in England. Yeah, he's, he's a cool like, boss. He's, like, a 35-year-old architect. And I feel like he's deflecting a little bit when she asks, what is she like? He says, who? Oh, Mrs. yeah. Mrs. Travers. Yeah. Oh, we met at school about? freshman year. And then the last line of the scene is, it's funny... To think you have all that in front of you. You met her. Uh, he met her freshman year. It's funny to think you have all that in front of you. He's distancing you, himself from her. From yeah, she's he met like, her. "How's your wife doing?" And he's like, "What? Oh, uh, oh, that old thing. You know, that, she's, yeah, she's okay." He's claiming a position of kind of a. Uh, he's uh, a he, mentor figure, you know, mm. rather than a romantic figure in in that line. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, you're going to be doing the same things that I did. You know, let me tell you about them a little bit." Yeah, oh, perhaps. yeah. To like step back and take a look at the scene from like a broader sense, I don't think this is a very romantic scene at all. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, no, this it's is very... like uh, this is the awkwardness that comes with. I think maybe she uh, was hoping for a little like bit of a romantic an employer-employee uh, perspective, and also just like a thirty-five-year-old and a seventeen-year-old perspective. It's very mm. transactional. This scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like we are going through the motions. Like none of us can even hint that we're thinking about boning each other. Well, and it's been a while since we've seen these two, so it's almost like we're reminding everybody, hey, he's got a wife. Mm-hmm. Mm. And nice of them to do that for the people that are watching this over the course of, like, a year. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Donald Petrie. Good move. And Amy Holden Jones. <laughs> Appreciate you thinking 30 years into the future. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, where do we think the scene is going? Uh, and who won the minute? Where do we think the scene is going? Um, well, I think there's just going to be a bunch of more... Not a bunch more, but a little bit more back-and-forth talk between Tim and Kat, and it's going to be real awkward. Like, there's going to be a lot of awkward stares, awkward pauses. It's mm. an awkward relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she's she might start to 
dig into how excited he is that she'll be home soon. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, I know Phoebe is excited about it, but how do you feel about it? Right. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's just like, I kind of just don't want to talk about it. Like, let's talk about, you know, stars. Let's talk about flannel shirts. But I, uh, if we're asking who won the minute, I think that... I'd say that Cat probably won the minute because she's got him a little off balance. Mm-hmm. You know, he just sort of wants to write the check and be done with the day. Yeah. You know, she's prodding into things that he's not comfortable talking about yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that, yeah. Uh, she handles herself well in moments that could potentially be very, like, emotionally awkward. Yeah, like, he's walking up to her in the scene, and you can imagine that he's thinking, like, oh, here she is, like, I hope she doesn't mention my wife today. And then, boom, mentions the wife, and he's like, shit. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be real nice if we could have a nice, clean flirt here, and maybe, she didn't talk about my wife. Maybe right. if Phoebe had caught a fish, we could have said Phoebe. Phoebe did kind of catch a fish, because she pulls up the rod, and there's, like, a toy fish oh, is that what was on going the on end on of the, the string. Other? Yeah, so she's not really fishing with that thing. She's just pretend fishing. Well, people fish with pretend fish. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. That's what fly fishing Well, then is. in that case, she's fishing for, like, whales because that thing is the, <laughs> the size large, of, like, a softball. What if she caught one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what if she pulled up and just did? Like a shark. Just, just had, like, a, a bass. Oh, you know it would be a great scene for uh, for Mystic Pizza 2? There should be a scene where uh, they're all having to get together and push a beached whale back into the ocean. <laughs> one of them falls through it because it's, like, old and Ew. dead. 20... Oh. What, what, what was that from? That's from something. That is from something. 20-something-year-old Phoebe has to be a part of Mr. Pizza, too, right? Yeah, I think so. And the powers that she clearly has. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I, mean, I think it probably one of the romantic couples in our sequel would be Phoebe and maybe Cat's uh, son. Oh, yeah. snap. So think, you got like, a multi-generational kind of I'm thing? thinking going? of how old I was when Mystic Pizza came out. It was 1988, so I was two years old. Phoebe is what five? Uh, or is she four? She keeps like lying that. about it. So. Well, she's six, like I was when Mystic Pizza came out. She's yeah. thirty-five now. She's thirty-five now. So yeah, I, Phoebe would absolutely be involved in Mystic Pizza too. Yeah, I can see that. Was there anything else? Oh, yeah. I had some thoughts about flannel shirts, but that wasn't really for the show. Maybe one of wanted to buy a nice flannel shirt. Flannel sh- nice flannel shirts are super expensive. Oh they yeah, are. they are. But you yeah. get a really bad flannel shirt for twenty bucks, but yeah. But I want a nice one. I yeah. have a nice one that it's I've like beaten the hell out of. It's like got a, like a huge hole in the elbow now. It's great. It's like really broken in in like a wonderful way. Is it an LL Bean shirt? Um, no. I th- that was in the news lately that they got rid of the uh, the unlimited. Uh, oh, did they? Warranty. Oh, yeah. No, they just got rid of that. Too many people were abusing it. Um, did you were you aware of this Windsor the thing with LL Bean? So no, I kind of heard of it, but no. All LL Bean merchandise had a lifetime warranty on it. So uh-huh. um, and it was basically no questions asked. So you could go to LL Bean with your pair of shoes that you bought like twenty years ago that are just like you know shreds of leather at this point. Yeah, and just be like, mm, I don't like these, <laughs> and then they would give you a new pair of shoes because nice. they had lifetime guarantees on everything. Yeah, right. and so people were actually, I understand, going to like yard sales and stuff and picking up um, LL Bean merchandise on the cheap. Yeah, because it's just like a lifetime free pair of shoes. Nice. You know, your yeah, other option like that is and stuff. your yeah. other option that I guess is to try to return it to Kohl's, whose return policy is yes. Did you buy this 20 years ago when it was Clover I and no wear it every day since? We'll take it back. I just type in the serial number. So Kohl's still has that going, huh? I don't like Kohl's selection, though. 
Uh, I used to work at Kohl's, so I used to shop at Kohl's a lot because I would like every article of clothing used to pass through my hands. Uh-huh. So I got I don't to remember that. That's I got good. to like. Well, I worked in the back in the stock room for like a year. It was, oh, that's probably why. And uh, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I was always like folding clothes from Kohl's, and every t- every once in a while, I would pick up a shirt and folding be like, "This is clothes nice. from Kohl's." Folding that, clothes from say Kohl's. that three times. Folding fast. clothes from Kohl's. Folding clothes from Kohl's. Folding clothes from Kohl's. I am the host of a podcast. <laughs> of course I could say that three times. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think No, should... but uh, to bring this oh. back around to Mystic Pizza 2, I had this idea since we were saying that Phoebe is going to be 35 now. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, see, we're already doing it is the thing. Like, you were arguing this is Okay, work, okay. And... well, uh, let's say that I'm completely on board now. I've got an idea. <laughs> so, Tim Travers in Mystic Pizza is, like, 35 years old, and he's going after a 17-year-old. Ooh. Let's say that, like, one of, like, JoJo and Bill's children is 17, uh-huh. And is like a dude, and Phoebe is going out with the seventeen-year-old dude in Mystic Pizza Two. Yeah, Jojo and Bill would have had to had a child in two thousand and one for that child to be seventeen years old. Okay, which, judging by the the trajectory of their relationship, could be very. Well, realistic. they could have a lot of children. Also, yeah, really yeah, gorgeous. yeah. There's a lot of uh, kids working at my work who like don't remember nine eleven. Because they were born in like oh, 2000, so I have to like I've been teaching all these like kids at my work about about 9/11, and they're all like 18 now. Uh-huh. And they have no like, idea what you're talking. I'm about. like, it was a dark like, and Pearl Harbor. It was what? a dark and stormy day, and you know they're like, wow, they're just mesmerized by my stories of 9/11. Oh mm-hmm. man, isn't really that crazy? Picture perfect day. We are getting old, people. Yes. Yes. Where were you all on 9/11? I was in yeah, physics it, class in college. Yeah. Oh, did you want to plug your uh, your podcast? Oh, yeah, speaking of college, mm-hmm. I, I work at the college that I went to, St. Joseph's University, and we recently launched a podcast of which I am the host. It's called Good to Know, mm-hmm. the St. Joseph's University Experts Podcast, and each episode we're releasing on alternating Wednesdays, I interview a professor about his, her, his or her expertise. Uh, That's cool. And we try to keep it fairly topical. Uh, we released one just before the Super Bowl about Super Bowl commercials and music so you got in them. a sports them. professor to come in. A marketing professor to talk about <laughs> ads. Uh, and I'm recording one on Friday of this week where I'm going to talk to a film professor about themes in the Oscar nominees this year. Oh, okay. Nice. That should be interesting. Yeah, and that, that should drop um, on February 28th. Oh, I'll have to give that a listen. Yeah. Um, What's the name of it again? Good to Know, the St. Joseph's University Experts Podcast. And that's available on all the places you can get podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. The only place this doesn't seem to be available is Spotify, because they're super picky. Yeah, Spotify is weird. Like, I... And this is the only official St. Joe's University podcast in existence, right? Yeah, the Coach's Radio Show may have turned into a podcast at some point, yeah. um, but I don't think it's on the places. You can only get it on the Athletics website. This is the only... St. Joseph's University podcast you can download at all the places. Right. Oh, awesome. Right. Hosted by me. Well, I was saying, uh, on that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's saying, a lot of fun. Uh, I was saying you should find like a kid on campus who has his own podcast but isn't really St. Joe's related. It's just like a Pokemon podcast or something by like one of the St. Joe's freshmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of like link your two shows together. Just like, we're both the St. Joe's podcasts. Yeah, the sister podcasts. Anything yeah, like from, a sister podcast. Have like a anything for more listeners, man. Like yeah. Little Taylor's Pokemon podcast extravaganza. Yeah, rivalry, drama is big on the internet. Like, that's how that Logan Paul guy got so big. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, we're certainly not going to mention him at all. All right, well then, uh, let's just stop the, con- let's stop the episode. <laughs> Hold on, um... 
I had a another uh, note. Look um, at you with just the endless notes. I, I did. I did. This was a very good scene. I noted that uh, in the background you see all the trees in uh, good Mystic, good and note. there is only one tree that is uh, not green. So there's only one red tree in all of those trees. So it's not even really that much into fall yet. Is that a function of? Do you think the timeline of this movie, or do you just think it's I mean, uh, just when they happen to be shooting? Thing, yeah. yeah, but it's you know they couldn't have gone back and so it's like August. Yeah, it's like August, I guess. I thought we were a lot further along in this movie. Like yeah, I, I thought we were like I thought we were again, like they have like closing in on winter in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and he's wearing the flannel. You got to think. I mean, we're in Pennsylvania. This is in Connecticut, so right. you know we're sort of familiar with the weather. Yeah, I gotta say that the the tree color probably was not exactly a deliberate decision there. Yeah, know? yeah, I guess so. You'd I, think they would pay more attention to that though, because New England's the kind of place where people go to watch like the leaves turn orange. Yeah, but know? I mean, like you know, the trees are pretty far back. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know a thing about leaves. Like, like maybe they had a different scene planned where they were like in the woods, but they were like. Well, this isn't going to work because, you know, there's no leaves. Mm. And so they had to switch it to being on a dock. You think that problem ever occurred to them, like, whatsoever? Like, we can't film today. The the trees are too green. No. It's going to look too much like summer. Maybe, but not. it wasn't like a strong priority, I would say. Not a strong priority? Well, we, uh, or I at least, definitely uh, noticed. Okay. Donald Petrie, if you're listening. All right. You're going to have to go back and, like, George Lucas that out of there. You are now the Neil deGrasse Tyson of this podcast. Hey, thank you. But the I, stars pro- aren't really that way. I'm probably the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the movie Mystic Pizza in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because uh, much anyway. like yours, uh, your podcast is the only St. Joe's podcast. We're the only Mystic Pizza podcast in existence. I know. Right? I've looked. That we know of. That we know of. There could be some secret ones. If you're from the other one and you haven't contacted us yet, uh, why not? Yeah. All right, so a special thanks to uh, our guest. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Steve. Thanks to Bungler. Thanks to Windsor. Thanks to me. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks, thanks to, to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Future guest of the show. And uh, He can come on and tell us all about the uh, star placements that they're talking about. <laughs> and we'll be back Monday and uh, listen to us on, you know, same Mystic Pizza time, same Mystic Pizza channel. Bye. <laughs>